welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is the freaky episode 66, double digits, sort of, you know, two sixes in a row. It's kind of scary, right? Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, uh, Zach's with me this evening, and um, we have a fairly old school lineup here tonight, so uh, it should be a fun, a fun romp. Heck yeah. And um, I love that 8-bit stuff, man. Yeah, and... Uh, I guess there's been some crazy weather recently around the world, um, and Southern California, not so, not so sunny this week. But um, I'm getting by. Yeah, you know, you poor baby. Bit, yeah, you know, one week of rain, man. It's a far cry from Okinawa's raining every other day. Oh, I didn't know yeah. it rained so much over. Oh here. yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, yay SoCal and yay Radio Trivia. Yay. Let's go. It's an 8-bit song. I told you. We had a lot yeah. of 8-bit today. This, so. ga- this game has a uh, very energetic music. Yes. Yes, it does.
Yeah, that's a that's a lot of energy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that game drank some Red Bull. Yeah, uh, I wish I had more energy like that. Jeez. <laughs> but um, you know, I don't have enough energy to read the question. How about, how about you read it? All right, I will. Uh, here's the question: uh, During this game's final boss fight, how do you know when you're close to defeating him? What happens that lets you know that he's about to die? Listen carefully. There are some hints in that song. Indeed. Yeah, it, this definitely does sound like a Konami game. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think it is Konami. Konami might be the publisher. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there, there's a there's a story behind the publisher of this game, right? This was one of those Ultra games, if I remember right, correctly. Right. Ultra. Which also was it was a facade for Konami, right? Oh yeah. So, this is definitely a Konami game. The music. Definitely sounds like Konami. The second song sounded like something out of Gradius. I mean, yeah, it did. Jeez, but um, well, you chose the game. Why don't you tell the listeners? This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game for the NES, also known as Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Oh yes, in Europe, the arcade games. Yeah, where, where Michelangelo doesn't get to use his nunchucks. <laughs> God, that's terrible. <laughs> of all the weapons that they have, the nunchucks are the bad ones. Yeah. So did they? Did they actually change it for the video games too? I mean, did they have to go in there and change the sprite art, or did no? But did they, or did they not pay attention? I always wonder about that. Maybe it wasn't released over uh, there. I suspect it was. I don't know. Man, that's crazy. Anyway, um, yeah. If you're listening to this and you know more about video game transitions and, and things they did to, to neuter Michelangelo, <laughs> um, it's very dangerous to, wooden please, sticks. Please write to typ at nintendoworldreport.com. Yep, yep. Anyway, this this is one of my favorite NES games of my childhood. Oh, um, me too. You know, I, I didn't play all that many third-party games when I look back, but this was definitely one of them, and um, it did a really good job of capturing the arcade game on, on the NES. I mean, there are some differences. Yes, you can only play with two players, and I think they changed the level design here and there. And the, but all the, the sprite art is different, yeah. But actually, but the, the, the... But the game is, is still... You know, it feels good. It's fun. Oh, yeah. It's the same concept. You know, it's a great, the, a great two-player game. Yeah, and, and after the travesty, that was the first game. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I've actually I've almost gotten through that game one time, but I never did. See, I played the the, the second one first, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder what the first one's like, and totally and different. I, oh my god, it's yeah. like Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know the the NES version of uh, the arcade game. It's kind of hard to say the arcade game all the time. Uh, is is actually better than the arcade cabinet because it includes two levels that weren't in the arcades. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The, the ice level and the feudal Japan level or whatever. 
Actually, I really liked the ice level. I remember that one being a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Um, the, the, the Feudal Japan level was really hard, though, because it had yeah. those giant tigers that just pop out and try to murder right. you. And, and that one was, like, near the end of the game, right? That's, like, yeah, maybe I think the it was second right to last. Yeah, the Technodrome, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I seem to remember, like, there were elevators and stuff, too, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, it's a fun game. I mean, it was basically the first TMNT game that everyone thinks of, like, you know, Turtles in Time. Sure. Um, I mean, this is definitely, like, the first console game that, that had that gameplay, and, and it did a pretty damn good job of it. It had a lot of... I mean, yeah, it was a beat-em-up, but it did have a fair amount of variety, and there were areas where, you know, force scrolling, and then there were other areas you were walking in, and, you know, it, it was pretty good. Um, I, I really like it. Yeah, it's a great game. So, of course, Shredder's in this game, and he's yep. he's actually the last boss. At he first is. I thought it was Krang, what's yeah, the, Krang. the Krang character, his, but it's uh, actually Shredder. Body. Yeah, Shredder's actually the last boss. And, um, he's hard as nails. Yeah, because he can, like, duplicate himself. They're, like, cloned right. versions of Shredder that wander around and try to kill you. And he zaps you with, like, one-hit kill. Oh, that's right. The, like, mutant ray or right. whatever that's called. Yeah, but um, the thing about the, the clones is that after a few hits, their helmet comes off. And then you realize, oh, that's not the real Shredder. So right. the, the way you want to do it is that you want to just knock off the helmet of the clone. And then, you know, try not to hurt him anymore because then it'll be hard to tell who the real Shredder is because right. he's going to duplicate himself again. That's right. So, and, you, then, and then Shredder gets his helmet knocked off at the right. end, Right. Near the end, his tell when you're about to kill him is that his helmet comes off, then you can't do that. Well, no, he doesn't duplicate himself anymore, does he? Once once his helmet's knocked off. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't anymore. So, so that's very close to the end, and, and, and so that's it's kind of an interesting boss design. Um, yeah, it is. Because and, of that. And I like it when he dies, he just kind of falls over and you hear a wolf howl or something. <laughs> I think it was supposed uh, to be geez, their, I don't uh, remember that. their guy going, oh, but it sounds like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, well. Well, you know, it was 8-bit. What are you going to do? Oh, sure. And then the Hero Turtles save April, and that's the end of the game. That's right, the Hero Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how about we go on to the next game? Oh, yes.
There it is. I think I know why you picked this song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably clipping. Anyway, let's go on to the second song, which sadly does not have as many maniacal laughs. feel like I've played this before, somewhere in the mm. distant past. Mm. Well, here's a question for you. Okay. Which friendly character died in the time between this game and the preceding game in the franchise? In the preceding game? In the franchise, okay. yes. In the time between those two games. Yeah, yeah.
There's that energy again. Mm-hmm. Full right. of energy. Now I have no idea what it is, though. Really? That I mean, really? I, I have an idea of what the, uh, what kind of game it is, and uh-huh. maybe what system it's for, but uh-huh. not much beyond that. Well, um, I think most people are trying to figure out whether this is Donkey Kong 64 or Banjo-Tooie. Oh, well, it's not Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> it is Donkey Kong 64, and, and the question was phrased in such a way that... Um, you oh, I know trouble. the answer. I know the answer. Um, what's the answer to the question? It's uh, Granny Kong or whatever the heck her yeah, name was. Yeah, yeah, Wrink- Wrinkly Kong. Wrinkly Kong. She she apparently died after Donkey Kong Country Three, probably happily with her banana birds, um, yeah. and, and and now uh, haunts DK Isle, um, giving tips. Yes. Which you know, Rare has a weird sense of humor because it's like um, in Banjo Tooie, Bottles dies at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I was thinking maybe people were confusing the two games. Like, well, did Bottles die before at the beginning? So um, there, there's definitely a theme there with uh, with secondary characters getting killed off and turned into ghosts. Right, right. Um, In the interim. But, yeah. I really hate this game, man. I really do. <laughs> I hate it so much. I, I liked it at the time. Um, I had not played Banjo-Kazooie before, so... This was kind of the first rare collectathon. Okay. I definitely think Banjo Kazooie is a better game now that I've played it. Definitely. Um, but to be frank, this is as close as we're going to get to a game that's like Banjo Kazooie or Banjo Tooie uh, that could come to virtual console. There is a possibility Donkey Kong 64 could come to virtual console. Yeah, there is absolutely no chance for Tooie or, no. or Kazooie. They're on Xbox Live now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, Nintendo should own the rights to that game. They, yeah, because it's technically part of, the, part of the Donkey Kong Country series. Right, and part of the whole agreement when they sold them off was that Nintendo owned all the Donkey Kong stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't know how much tinkering. They, if they pull up the old code and tinker with that to make it work with Virtual Console, I, I don't, I'm not really familiar with intricacies of how they do that. Uh, in that case, they may not have access to all the tools they need. If some of that was rare proprietary stuff. I don't oh, know. I see. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it, it could be more difficult for them to bring this to virtual console if um, if they have to tinker with more than just the emulator itself. Maybe they can tinker with how many goddamn bananas you need to collect. <laughs> yeah. Collect all these bananas four times per level. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. So fun. Well, it was fun for me because I was mindless that time to kill one summer. All right. But, um... I don't know. It's a fun game. It's just not as good a game as the other similar games we ever made. Yeah, there you go. So, there you go. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun, and, and um, it has its own charms. Uh, although, what what the heck happened with Lanky Kong? I mean, come on. Yeah, what was that? Orangutan? Come on. Yeah. And Chunky? Uh, Chunky, I guess, was okay. Yeah, he was all right. Uh, why didn't they have Dixie instead of Tiny? Why, why wouldn't they use established characters? Yeah, I didn't understand that. What? And Baby Kong instead of Chunky Kong. They could have had the Donkey Kong Country cast back. Yeah, I, I guess Dixie uh, wasn't... Her, her um, quirk wasn't that she could shrink, so they had to come up with a new character. But I don't see any reason why Baby Kong could have been... Well, she had to get a, a magic potion from Cranky anyway. Before oh, she could true. shrink, so he could have just given it to Dixie. Come on, Rare, what the hell? I know, Come right? On. What? What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and 
And, and although I love um, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, um, I kind of feel like they're cheated out of another 2D rare platformer. I've never played Jungle Beat, but everyone says good things it, about it's, it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I haven't played the, the Wii Control one, but uh, the Bongo ones is a lot of fun. But that's that's a different game selection. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Told you, uh, told you this was eight bit. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that was as eight bit as it gets. Yep. Hey, be thankful it's not four bits. Oh, sure.
So, what horrific act can you perform in this game that was overlooked by Nintendo's censors? Oh no! was i had a hard time following that jamming well um you know this game um i don't i don't think you will i i, I don't think it. i will either but you know what i've i've heard music like it before so i don't think the answer is going to surprise me this is um one of the nes conversions of uh one of lucas's adventure games mm-hmm. this is uh maniac mansion oh um, okay which um uh, I don't know, it was kind of appropriate after that first Donkey Kong 64 game. <laughs> um, this was uh, requested by Darth Ridley quite a while ago. So, um, Good music. Yeah, I mean, all, all the NES conversions of, of these ga- of these LucasArts games uh, have really good soundtracks. I, I, kind of inexplicably, I, I don't 
I don't know. I guess um, I want to say Jaleco's behind the conversion, but I, I don't remember with certainty. Um, but uh, this is kind of one of those walk around, point and click type. You know, I don't know if it was actually point and click or if it was choose menus, but um, you can go. You, you're exploring the uh, the mansion, trying to whatever solve the mystery and defeat the bad guys. And it's one of those games with lots of branching paths, fake endings, yeah. and, and things like choose that. Choose your own fake, adventure game. Yeah, kind of. Um, and uh, apparently there was there were a lot of battles with the sensors over this game. You know, it came out on a bunch of different platforms, and and uh, Nintendo's you know pretty hard nosed about this stuff. And uh, so they made him take out statues and this and that. Um, but they missed uh, an activity that you could perform on uh, the the son of, of the, the family that lives in the mansion. He he, uh, he owns a hamster. And um, apparently, this is pretty famous, you can put that hamster in the microwave oh my gosh. And, and kill it. Um, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And... and um, yeah, I guess Nintendo didn't didn't catch that one. So it's <laughs> how kind many of a peop- famous. Oops. How many people would click hamster and then click microwave? And then I, click, I, don't, I don't know. And then I, click nuclear. Yeah, explody. I, I, I don't know, but you could do it. Um, that's sort of this game's claim to fame. I, I've never played it or watched anyone play it. I don't know if it's actually a good game or the NES version is actually a good version of it. I'm sure that it's um, a bit simplified compared with uh, with some of the other. PC version, sure. Um, but you know, it's, it's probably a really fun romp. And you know, I was reading up on this just now while, while I was playing that third song, and um, I didn't realize that there was actually a TV show loosely based on, on this. I, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. There was a Sam and Max TV show. So I didn't know that either. I knew there was a comic. Yeah. So I, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised, but um, it was probably short. It was, on the, it was on the Family Channel in America. Uh, they probably took out the hamster exploding in the TV Yeah, show. They, probably, they probably didn't do that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> you know, things explode in cartoons. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I feel stupid for not having more to say about this game, because I'm sure it holds a special place in, in a lot of people's hearts. Um, you, you could play as multiple characters. Um, I don't know if really affected much and it probably did it probably affected how you respond to things and, yeah, and ultimately what ending you see yeah part of the branching but um apparently you could die and if you died you did then select one of the other remaining characters um so just, kind of like ninja turtles like ninja i don't know turtles yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so Excellent. we come for a full circle but we're only halfway through the episode. That's true. Maybe that's full. We've come half circle and then back. <laughs> you know? And we're gonna make two circles this episode. <laughs> All right. So on to our second lap.
All right. If this is the game I think it is, I love this game. Good, good. I'm always happy to have good games. God, that was stupid. God. <laughs> Are you ever happy to have terrible games? <laughs> I'm happy to have terrible games, yes. I want all of the games to be terrible. Okay, Zach, here's your question. Mm-hmm. Areas six and nine of this game differ depending on what player choice.
Another kick-ass game. God, I love this game so much. What what game is this, This Zach? is Bionic Commando Elite Forces for the Game Boy Color, yo. Yes, yes it is. And uh, Zach actually figured that one out. He knew that one. He he did not select it. This was selected by a listener, Pogue Squadron. Well done, sir. And, uh, and this is definitely a good game. I've never played it. And um, it's one of those games that I, I kind of missed out on. Uh, I, uh, I guess there were just so many good Game Boy Color games that came out in that little time span that... Um, but I just couldn't play them all, I guess. Sure. Who could? Um, well, you know, I was a kid. Yeah. Didn't, didn't really have a budget. And um, this game, um, I don't know, how, how would you describe this game? It, it's it's an action game, but, it, I mean, it has a grappling hook. It has these other special powers like this, like the... Um, I would almost sort of liken it to that perfect dark weapon where you could, like, shoot through walls and stuff. Yeah, and, there's, a, there's a little sequence in the game where you... It's almost like a turret. Yeah. Yeah, and you're supposed to shoot people with a targeting reticle, reticle, whatever you say it. And uh, if you do, if you do well, you get a little bonus, you know, item, some health pack or ammo or something. Yeah. Uh, but what really impresses me about this game is the fluidity of the movement. It's not, it's not a really good-looking game. You know, that, yeah. that's got to okay. be said. It, it, it looks okay. It's very colorful. Yeah, well, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> okay, good. it's an okay-looking game. Yeah, it's but, an okay-looking game. Um, but I really like just, if you get really good with the grappling hook, you can just fly around the stages mm-hmm. and just shoot dudes while you're swinging around. Oh, man, man I have to go find this game now and buy it again. I don't, I don't know what happened to it. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. So so one of the uh, interesting things, I, I don't know how big a deal it was, but one of the new additions was that you can play as either... A guy or a girl. This is yeah. this is sort of a reimagining of the original Bionic Commando for the NES. Yeah. It's it shares the same premise, but it, it's it's pretty much a new game. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I think it was made by NST actually, if I recall correctly. Oh, maybe. Um, and um, so you could play as either the guy, the guy or the girl, and I think there's some really subtle control differences. Nothing really big, but. Um, yeah, I think there was a control difference. I'm not really sure what it was, though. I think the girl has a worse gun, but she has better reach with her grapple, maybe? Maybe. I, I don't know. But um, areas 6 and 9 are perhaps artificially so completely different, depending on, on the character you choose. And I, I presume it was a way of uh, enticing people to play, play through it twice. twice yeah. uh, once with a guy, once with a girl. Um, I don't know if there's any plot device or whatever that dictates why Good question. one over the other if it's just very arbitrary oh if you're the guy you play this you're the girl you play that yeah. I don't know but um great game there, oh my gosh I've definitely heard good things about it I just never played it I, I don't know how many copies there are floating around either so well I just and, looked it up on the Amazon it's like 750 used and 44 oh, bucks new no that's not too bad at all yeah I mean considering some other games I've looked up recently like uh I don't know the the latest DS Castlevania game. Um, Ecclesia. Uh, Ecclesia. Yeah, that's like sixty dollars or something. On, Seriously? On now. I, I thought that's what it said. I was thinking of buying it until I saw it. I'm like, oh my god. That's so, crazy. I'm lucky yeah. I bought it when I did. Yeah. Oh wait, I, I think I got a review copy of that. Grr. Might have gotten it for free. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's a different game, but Bionic uh, Commando. Um, Definitely one one of the more highly regarded uh, Game Boy Color games. Um, 
definitely. If you can yeah, find a copy, track it down, because it's really fantastic. It's hard. It's hard, but it's really good. So, you know, if you have your own uh, request for Radio Trivia, you can send it to me, typ at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, tell me what game you want. Uh, if you have a question in mind, you can you can give me that, too. Or if there's a particular song, I can I can try to track that particular song down, too, if, if I also like it. I, I reserve the right to uh, choose what I want, though. Um, and um, I should also give a shout-out to James Tarleton, who... Uh, who requested Donkey Kong 64 a long time ago. He's um, our, our, uh, one of our Japanese correspondents, so props to him. Yes, uh, representing, representing England with, uh, with uh, the, the rare games. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, have, uh, we have one more game here, and this one was selected by Zach, and uh, enjoy. I'm excited. mysterious song. It is. some really awesome songs this uh this episode but i'm starting to think maybe there's a little too much adrenaline in uh <laughs> in this maybe episode. maybe <laughs> now there are some hints in that song if you're one of the five people who played this game there's some hints there no i i think there are probably more people play the game than that but i would hope so yeah i'm not one of them <laughs> anyway uh this is a uh, zach's question uh, uh, zach's well, yeah, it's Zach's question and Zach's game, so uh, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and read it? All right. Uh, how does this game's hero transform into different animals? 
man, this game really cranks out some some rich sounds out of this Game Boy Color. Very much so. Um, yeah, that's right. We had two Game Boy Color games this episode. Heck yeah. That's a, that's a curveball. <laughs> um, what game is this, Zach? This is the little played but much beloved Shantae, which is right. soon to be getting, uh, hopefully soon to be getting a DSiWare sequel. So uh, the concept behind Shantae is is she's a half genie, half genie, yep. not a full genie, but a half genie, who who also was a stripper, right? <laughs> oh, I, I got that part wrong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if um, only, if only. She, okay, so she she can dance. Though, yeah, right? she does a, a hippie little dance. That's how she transforms in different animals. You learn a dance. You kind of you press select to start shaking her hips, and then you press directional buttons to kind of direct her dance, and that's, you know, you do the right sequence, and she turns into a monkey or something. Wow, so it's sort of like playing like an ocarina or something. A little bit, yeah, with some cameo mixed in there. Well, which game, no, cameo came out much later, although... Oh, yeah, I know, but I mean... I, I guess the, origi- the original E3 demo probably came out before, because uh, cameo was... Shown the first year of the GameCube, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, and that was in 2001. And this Game Boy Color game didn't come out until 2002. That's true. It was one of the last Game yeah. Boy Color games. It probably was the last Game Boy Color. Yeah, yeah and it, there's, it, eh, there are probably some other stuff out there. It, right. it had a really low production run. Yeah, so I've heard. The um, uh, new copies sell for almost $300 on the Amazon. <laughs> and used is about 120 Wow. Yeah. But it's I don't really. Think they their, I don't think they recouped their. Um, no, not at all. Their money on that. Why did Pro- they even? Why end up releasing it if they only? They only push like ten thousand copies or something. I mean, can you been. even make a? Can you even make a profit on that? Uh, I, mean, I wonder. You know, I want, and and they must have made some sort of profit because they started production on a Game Boy Advance, which never saw the light of day. Well, that, that's not necessarily true. They made a lost some money but figured that was sort of investment in, in technology and experience oh, maybe, I mean yeah. you know depending on how much investment they had in the company say well it was a learning experience sure Let's move on you know because well, it, it was well it was a well regarded game oh so yeah certainly, certainly they it, had it's very funny you know, it's, it's a little like Metroid how so well a big open world and there are little you know things to collect all over it but you need specific animal powers to find them so, you know, you can you can go back to an area you previously visited with the monkey power and shimmy up a wall and find a heart container. You know? mm. Okay, that's cool. So it's a big, one big uh, connected world? Yeah. Not, okay. All right, that's cool. The, the problem with that, though, is that there are very few save points. So, like, what happened to me the other day is I was going through a labyrinth and I had gotten all the way through... And just before I got to the save point, I lost my last life, and oh, that so made this is, me angry. It's still life-based. It is life-based. So this is sounding a little more like Blaster Master to me, which, um, <laughs> which I, I was bad. a little bitter about. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because you can continue from your save And, and Shantae's easy on the eyes. Yeah, I, I remember it really... Um, Really pushing a lot of special effects on the Game Boy Color. Yeah, that was kind and of big really big sprites. In fact, point. I think that's kind of a problem because I don't know if you've ever experienced a game where it's like the camera zoomed in too far. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, if you've ever played, um, it was like um, it was a Game Gear game, 
The Sonic, it was like a Sonic and Knuckles game. Yeah, game, but I played it was, that. And, this, and the camera's like, it's Sonic and that's it. Yeah, I mean, the, the earlier Game Gear games were fine, but this this one game, oh my god. I think it was Sonic oh, yeah. and Knuckles. For the Game Gear? I didn't, yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, so definitely had that experience. It's not a good one. I mean, the Game Boy Color, and, or the Game Boy in general, uh, they have to fight that and... and you know, there's a tendency to use large sprites because it looks nice, but a lot of games, especially the faster-paced ones, uh, you run into a problem there. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's sometimes hard to see where you're supposed to jump next, you know. Right. I mean, that's that's why the original Super Mario Land had such a small Mario sprite. Yeah. Because they were really afraid of that. Um, and, and they eased up on it for the sequel. Yeah. Um, I actually, I guess, I'm one of the few crazy people who prefers the original Mario Land to the sequel. They're very different games. It's I, I don't like comparing the two. They really are. Quite yeah, different. that's true. That's true. Mario Land um, Two is more like Super Mario World. But it isn't. It's more like Wario Land. You know. It, yeah, it, yeah, that's lot, true. It, it's somewhere in between. It, it's its own. Its own novelty. thing. Yeah. But um, but these are all good games that you should play. And someday there'll be a virtual Game Boy. We'll be there better be, damn it. <laughs> you, there better be. That's why I bought a DSi for the promise of a virtual console. <sighs> Didn't you learn don't buy things before it's out? I yeah. mean, seriously. Yeah. How many people supposedly bought their GameCube for rare games? I mean, for <laughs> <laughs> the Wii? Well, we. Oh, no, there, were, there, were some, there weren't any rare games on the Cube. Of course not. There. They all went to Xbox. <laughs> exactly. Including Cameo. Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, but it was a very different game from, from when it was shown yeah, in 2001. Yeah, that's true. Just um, like, just like uh, Star Fox Adventures used to be cool. Yep. Oh, well. The way <laughs> things were. Yep. <laughs> or weren't. Anyway, uh, that concludes our episode of Radio Trivia. I want to thank Zach for... Uh, for joining me. You Always a pleasure. Hear, hear more of his antics on the NWR newscast. Um, and uh, be sure to give us some feedback, discuss the games in Talkback, or uh, you can give us reviews on in iTunes. We like, we like that. So uh, please do that if you're so inclined. Um, and of course, like I mentioned earlier, give me your requests. I need them. <laughs> well, I don't need them, but I would really like them. Yeah. So, um, with that, uh, I bid you adieu. Um, see you next time. Huzzah! Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, is copyright 1990 Konami. Donkey Kong 64 is copyright 1999 Nintendo Rare. Maniac Mansion is copyright 1990 LucasArts Entertainment. Bionic Commando Elite Forces is copyright 1999 Nintendo Capcom. Shantae is copyright 1996-2002 Matt Bozon, Way Forward Technologies.
Okay.